is Project Keto, Season 2, Episode 1. Season 2 is all about keto in your real life. We can talk for hours about the science behind keto, but how do you actually eat this way for real? Get prepared on how to eat at restaurants, go to parties, travel in an airplane or a road trip, eat in a hotel, perfect your coffee, make quick dinners, and pack lunches. Join the party by using hashtag Project Keto 2019 on Instagram. Keto really is a project, and I want to be a part of yours. Let's make this year all about supporting each other in our goals and our new challenges. Post photos of your meals, coffee, workouts, supplements, list of goals, before and after pics, and anything else you want to share in your life using the hashtag Project Keto 2019, all one word. I would love to see it all. Let's jump into our first episode of season two. All about coffee, 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 coffee. One of my very favorite topics, and I'm guessing it's probably one of your favorite topics too. I mean, who doesn't love coffee? Now, if you don't love coffee, I would still encourage you to listen to the episode anyways, and you might just learn a thing or two. Let's begin by talking about three simple ways to upgrade your coffee. And some of you might actually end up thinking that these are not simple, but I want you to just take this step by step by step, knowing that you don't have to implement everything right now. You don't even have to make any of these changes. If your coffee is already working great for you, you're in ketosis, you're feeling amazing, you're hitting all your goals, well then maybe you don't need to make any of these changes. But if you sense that there's something not right with your coffee and it's not giving you everything that you would hope for, then see if you can add one or two or all three of these little switches. Number one is to switch your sweetener. Definitely avoid any kind of sugar in your coffee. You've probably already picked up on that from season one, and that would include honey, and that would also include artificial sweeteners. Believe it or not, artificial sweeteners do have their way of raising your glucose or your blood sugar levels and causing a lot of insulin output. So just toss those aside. Now, if you prefer your coffee to be unsweetened, that's the best. Just leave it unsweetened and you're already good to go. But if you want a little bit of sweetness in there, I recommend either using stevia or monk fruit, M-O-N-K fruit. Stevia is an herb. Many people think that it's an artificial sweetener, but it's not. It's actually a leafy green herb, and you can buy it in a powdered form or you could buy it in a liquid form. You can actually buy the herb as a plant. It looks a little bit like a basil plant, but you wouldn't want to put those leaves in your coffee. That wouldn't really work well. It's very inconvenient. I recommend using the New Naturals brand of stevia because it is the best tasting. A lot of stevia has a pretty yucky aftertaste that most people don't like, and New Naturals, which I'll link to in the show notes, New Naturals doesn't have that bad bitter aftertaste. Also, many brands of stevia come along with unfortunate ingredients. That's a kind of nice way of saying it, but when you look at the ingredients, there's actually other ingredients in the bottle that end in os, like dextrose or sucrose, these other words like that, which any word on an ingredient list that ends in ose means sugar. So it's kind of silly that they would put sugar in stevia, but they do because they want you to think that it tastes really good. Now, if you're a person who's not used to having stevia and you still don't like the taste, then it's probably because you're also eating sugar in your day. 
And if you're eating sugar and having stevia, you typically won't like stevia. So see if you can just go a day or two or three without the sugar, use stevia whether you like it or not, and you'll probably end up loving it and feeling like it tastes just like sugar. It's a really great replacement, and stevia should not raise your blood sugar. Same thing with monk fruit. Monk fruit is a little bit harder to find, and I will be linking to my favorite brand in the show notes. Now, don't worry, I don't get paid by any of these brands, at least not at the time that I'm posting these podcasts. So if you're thinking that I'm just associated with the brands and I'm making money from this, I'm actually not. I really do use all of these products and I love them and I've been using them for years. I've tried a lot of different things and I'm just really passionate about sharing things that work. Moving on to point number two, add the right fat. Now if you already prefer your coffee to be black with no fat, great. Just stick with that and don't worry about this. But most people add some kind of dairy or milk or cream to their coffee and We've learned in past episodes that dairy doesn't work for most people. If you are going to insist on using dairy in your coffee, you must use full fat raw cream from a grass-fed cow. Having any kind of pasteurized dairy is not going to be a good option and then low fat creams or milks in your coffee are not going to serve you when it comes to keto. When you have low fat dairy, what does that mean? it means it's high in carbs or sugar, even if there's no sugar added to it. It's just the nature of the food. If you have a whole food and you remove the fat, then the bulk of it is carbs. Probably not what you're looking for when you're trying to get into ketosis. Now, if you are willing to give up the dairy or you already know that dairy doesn't work for you, then go for some kind of non-dairy creamer. My very favorite creamer would be the Nut Pods brand, NU. T-P-O-D-S brand creamer. It's a combination of almond and coconut milk and it comes in a little carton and they have three flavors. They've got original, that's my favorite, they have vanilla and they have hazelnut and then they're unsweetened so you can just leave the coffee unsweetened or add your own stevia or monk fruit to it. I also like to add about a half a scoop of Perfect Keto brand powdered MCT oil. Now I've talked all about this extensively in a previous episode that was from season one. It was episode number five and I'll link to that episode in the show notes today as well at projectketopodcast.com. Feel free to go back and look at that page or follow the link in the show notes for my recipe for my very favorite coffee to have in the morning. But if you know of a different recipe that you like, go for it. That works great. Just aim to have it be with no sugar and some really healthy non-dairy fats. Bulletproof coffee is another option. That means you make a cup of coffee blended with some grass-fed butter and some type of MCT oil. That works really well for some people and for other people it doesn't work as well. For some people they end up gaining a lot of weight doing that kind of coffee. Other people just feel really jittery or they don't feel satiated after an hour or so. Other people end up just feeling kind of crummy. So it depends on your body. There's not really a reason why it would work for you or not. I just find that it's really different for different people. The third way to improve your coffee is to step up the quality. And we have three again, three tips, three ways to step up your quality in your coffee. 
Number one, which is the most important in my point of view, is to choose organic coffee. Coffee is one of the most highly sprayed crops there is out there. Do whatever it takes in your life to avoid pesticides and Roundup and glyphosate. Avoid it like your life depends on it because your life really does depend on it. It is critical. In my opinion, it's even way above and beyond important to eat organic than it is to eat keto. If you had the choice to eat a keto uh, meal that was sprayed up with pesticides versus a non-keto meal that was organic, 100% I would say go for the organic choice. So definitely seek out 100% organic coffee. It's becoming more and more popular, so it's not that hard to find anymore. It's a little bit difficult to find in coffee shops, and I still think that you should completely avoid non-organic coffee at the coffee shop, but start Googling or calling different coffee places and find ones that do serve organic, um, or just make it yourself at home. It's really easy to find organic coffee beans or grounds at places like co-ops, farmers markets, online, maybe even Whole Foods. Second point to upgrading your coffee quality is to look for a brand that is mold-free. You might be kind of surprised to hear that there can be mold in coffee, and believe it or not, coffee is one of the moldiest crops out there, along with peanuts. Oftentimes, when people think that they're sensitive to coffee, it's actually the mold that's giving them the problems. This happened to me. I really, really love coffee, and I've loved it my whole life, and I ended up quitting coffee in my early 20s because it would give me horrible acid reflux, horrible jitters, stomach pain. I felt like I was addicted to it. I kept having to drink more and more and more of it, even though it would make me feel worse and worse and worse. And it just wasn't good for my body. Then I started learning a lot more about mold and discovered that a lot of those symptoms like acid reflux, jitters, stomach pain, headaches, those types of things are often the reaction to the mold on the coffee. Even if you don't see fuzzy green or white mold growing, it can still be there. It's pretty much guaranteed that there's mold there unless the company is boasting and bragging and advertising that their coffee is for sure tested to be mold free. If it's not tested and if they don't take great measures to prepare it mold free, then it's not. You can just guarantee that there is mold. So this is good news. This is why I told you to keep listening even if you're not a coffee drinker. Maybe you quit coffee because it makes you feel so terrible, but you really miss it and you want to be drinking it. Then try searching a mold-free brand and see if that works for you. Another term for mold-free is mycotoxin-free. Some brands that I've found that work really well that are both organic and mold-free are the Bulletproof brand. Bulletproof Coffee is a recipe with butter, but it's also a brand of coffee beans. So Bulletproof brand, which you can find online. And I love Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R Sigmatic, which I'll be linking to today in the show notes. Four Sigmatic even steps it up a third point. It takes it to like a third notch, more than just the organic and the mold-free. Four Sigmatic coffee includes mushrooms in all of their different coffees and their different little beverages. And mushrooms, you might think, what? Mushrooms in coffee? That sounds terrible. And that's what I thought at first too, 
but you can't see the mushrooms, you can't taste the mushrooms, you can't smell them, you, you don't even know that they're in there. They're powdered and dried and it's just a non-issue. The mushrooms are accompanied in the coffee grounds because mushrooms give your body a lot of benefits that counteract the problems with coffee. So there are definitely benefits to coffee, but there are also some negative effects of coffee. One example is that coffee is highly acidic. When you eat acidic foods, it can be harder to digest and it can just be a little bit more problematic for your body and it can take down your pH level. So mushrooms are the opposite. They are very alkaline and they can make the coffee less acidic in your stomach. So that's why when you have an organic mold-free coffee with mushrooms, it's going to take the acidity way down and create less acid reflux or heartburn or stomach troubles when you drink the coffee. You can also feel way less anxiety or jitters from coffee with mushrooms because many mushrooms give you a calming effect. Like lion's mane, for an example, can be very calming for a lot of people. Some of the different mushrooms that Four Sigmatic and other brands will put in their coffee are lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, reishi, ganoderma, and there's a lot more. And these give you adaptogenic effects. So I would highly recommend that you go on Four Sigmatic on their website and pick out some of their different coffees. They have a lot of guides and a lot of different choices. Um, but if you need some help, go with the one that's my favorite. I love the Four Sigmatic coffee grounds. They only have one choice. It's just coffee grounds. There's only one choice of mushrooms that it comes with and it tastes great. And I choose that type because I love to brew my coffee in the French press. It's a ritual for me. I love the smell. I love the taste and it really works for me. It doesn't cause me to have problems. But if you are more sensitive than I am, especially to caffeine, then go for one of the options from Four Sigmatic that comes in a packet. They have these little boxes with individual packets that you open up and dump the packet into water and just stir it up and it's an instant coffee with mushrooms in it. I know what you're thinking, that instant coffee is terrible and it never works and it separates and it's sludgy. This is not like that. It doesn't separate and it's not icky or unpleasant. It does have a really good, robust, strong coffee taste. And it's got half the caffeine in it. So if you are very sensitive to caffeine, go for those packets. If you want the caffeine, you want the brewing experience, then go for the coffee grounds. All of this is explained in much more detail on the Four Sigmatic website, and I recommend that you actually go there to read around. Same thing with Bulletproof. They've got really great information on mold and on organic and those types of topics. However, Bulletproof does not include any kinds of mushrooms, at least as far as I'm aware. I wouldn't be surprised if they do start including it though because it's just becoming such a big deal. Now one way to tell if your coffee or your coffee recipe or your coffee brand or your sweeteners or your creamers are working for you when it comes to keto is to test your blood sugar and ketones before and after your coffee. We've talked about this countless times in season one. So if you're new to the podcast and you're just jumping in right now and you don't know what I'm talking about when I say test your blood sugar and ketones, 
go back and start from the beginning, from season one, episode one, and you'll be a master at this information. But just for a little short reminder for everybody, to test your blood sugar and ketones, I recommend getting a blood ketone and, and glucose meter, one where you prick your finger and you test your blood. I like the Keto Mojo brand the best. When you test your blood sugar and your ketones, you should do it immediately before you have your coffee so that you know where you're starting out. Then drink your coffee how you think it should be and wait about 20 to 30 to 40 minutes after your coffee to test your blood sugar and your ketones again. If your blood sugar rises, your coffee has either too many carbs or there's something about it that's not working for you. If your blood sugar stays about the same, it's working for you. If your ketones drop and they go down, there's something about your coffee or what you're putting in it that's not working for you. If your ketones rise, your coffee is probably actually helping you get into ketosis. And if your ketones stay the same, that's great. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing and whatever you're drinking is working. Now, if you get the symptoms where your blood sugar goes up and your ketones go down, so the two unfortunate situations, then start testing exactly what it is that's making that happen. So the next day, take out one of those ingredients. Like if you added honey, Take out the honey and either don't sweeten your coffee and drink it or sweeten it with something else like stevia or monk fruit and see if that improves the situation. If it doesn't, try something else. Take out whatever creamer you're using or switch the brand of coffee or drink less coffee. You can experiment with all of those things until you discover exactly what it is that is causing the problem with your glucose and your ketones. And for some people it's really quick and it only takes them one or two experiments and they know. For other people they really have to test every single combination and every single item and it might have to do with all kinds of other factors. It might be that you're stressed or that you have other problems going on or you didn't sleep. Lots of things can affect your ketones and blood sugar. But if you're really trying to only do the measurement before and after the coffee with no other life changes within that period of time, it should be pretty accurate. And that's really why I recommend using a, a ketone and glucose meter and doing regular measurements. It's so that you can be clear on what's working for you and what's not without having to be emotional about it or have to be an expert and study every single thing and become knowledgeable about everything in every situation. Instead, you can just start to master your own body by seeing your results right then and there. Now, if you don't measure ketones or blood sugar, that's totally fine. You can still be in ketosis and do really well just by implementing all of these different steps that you've been listening to and learning from season one, episode one. So that's all that I'm going to say on coffee for today. Feel free to comment on the show notes at projectketopodcast.com or write me a message on Instagram or on Facebook by following Project Keto Podcast, all one word, and let me know what questions you have about your coffee, about your brand, about your creamer, about your sweetener, 
any of that. This can be overwhelming information unless you've already been studying it for a long time. Now, something a little bit more fun, a little bit different for season two, we're implementing a new segment called What I'm Doing This Week. And each episode, I'll give you a little snapshot of something I'm trying myself for the week. And I don't always try things new, but I'm kind of inspired this year in 2019 to just do a little bit more experimenting on my own body. Now, I've always done experimenting on my own body, but I haven't always done a lot of things that are out of my comfort zone, things where I'm afraid they might not work or they might backfire, but I think I'm going to start doing a little bit more of that. If you listened to the last episode in season one that was all about diet variation, I was encouraging everybody to really go out of their way to do more variety in their diets. And I just believe in that wholeheartedly. But I also have a little bit of trouble doing that sometimes. I get stuck in a box and when I find something that works, I stick to it for a really long time and then I get stuck in a routine. So here is what I'm doing this week. I am trying the carnivore diet, which is still in the realm of keto. In fact, it's kind of an extreme version of keto in some ways. If you haven't heard of the carnivore diet, it's exactly what it sounds like. You only eat meat, fish, eggs, bone broth, and if you do dairy, you would have raw grass-fed dairy. I don't do dairy except for butter, so I'll have butter but not other dairy products. So that means I'm going to be eating only meat, only fish. I might have some eggs. I don't usually react well to eggs, but I might try it. And then a lot of bone broth. Now I know what you're thinking. Where are all the vegetables? This sounds kind of crazy. Or maybe you don't think it's crazy, but I kind of think it's crazy. Um, I think it's crazy because I've been preaching for years about how important it is to eat vegetables. And I actually recommend that people eat you know, eight to 10 cups of vegetables a day and have the bulk of your food be from vegetables. But I've been learning more and more about this carnivore diet by listening to other podcasts and doing some research and some reading. And I am actually learning that we have, as humans, we have no need for carbs whatsoever. So there's absolutely no necessary reason to eat carbs, like even lettuce or, you know, vegetables. I'm not just talking about potatoes and grains. We already know that. But there is no reason why human beings have to eat carbs to live or to be healthy. That doesn't mean that you should never eat carbs again. That's not at all what I'm saying. And believe me, I am definitely going to continue to cycle carbs throughout my life and especially vegetables, non-starchy vegetables. But I can see the benefit of going without any vegetables for short periods of time. So I'm going to give it a try. Today is uh, my first day technically. I'm doing this for seven days and I'm going to be posting a lot on Instagram about what I'm eating and how it's going and how I feel. I did do a little trial over the weekend. I did two days of carnivore and I loved it physically. I loved the way my body felt. I wasn't bloated. My digestion was hugely improved. My energy was improved, but I didn't really enjoy my eating. My favorite food is vegetables. I could eat vegetables all day, every day. 
love it. I also love to make my own chocolate. Can't imagine going without that for even a day. I also love protein shakes. I won't be having that for a while, but that's okay. It's really good for me to get out of my comfort zone and eat something else. And you know, meat is great. And this is giving me an opportunity to try some different meats. Today I stopped by the store and I picked up a bunch of seafood I don't normally eat, like some scallops, some lobster, some shrimps. I'm planning to learn how to cook organ meats, which I'm not excited about, but I'm going to figure it out. So if you are out there overwhelmed by the idea of giving up foods or eating keto or doing a new diet in 2019, I am right there with you. I am intimidated by this carnivore diet, but I'm diving in and I am going to come out learning something new. So that's all for this week. Remember to post on Instagram using the hashtag ProjectKeto2019. I'm going to be following that hashtag all year long and looking at your posts and commenting and sharing. And I just can't wait to see you all. Happy New Year, and I'll catch you in a few days.